You're listening to Nursing Review Radio. I'm health editor Dallas Bastian, and I'm joined by Fran Brockus, Director of Clinical Services Performance Improvement at Epworth Healthcare, to discuss her presentation at the recent Digital Health Summit in Melbourne on using biometrics for patient identification. Thank you for joining me, Fran. No problems, Dallas. It's a pleasure. So one of the standards you're held to in your hospital involves identifying any patients by asking their name, address and date of birth or UR number. And that was creating some tensions as regular patients, such as those undergoing dialysis or oncology treatments, found it confusing to regularly give their details to someone who knows them. Was this something staff had reported back to you or were patients commenting on this process? Yep. Yeah, Dallas, it's, um, it's part of the national quality and safety standards in health that all health services have to work under in, in Australia, um, is making sure we identify patients before we do any treatment with three identifiers. Um, and one of the things we try to do at Epworth is to know our patients and to create a great patient experience. So we have been getting feedback from both the staff and the patients that um, especially the staff, as we said, in the, the areas, the chronic areas where patients are coming in a lot, that they find it difficult to weave into their conversation the, the check for three identifiers because they feel like it tells the patients they don't know who they are. And they do, and they think it gets in the road of their therapeutic relationship of you know, seeing someone every day and asking them how they're going. Um, we've tried different tactics like saying, well, if you ring the bank, you just do the three-point the three point check and get it over and done with. Um, but patients and staff both have told us that it still seems to be a bit silly when you know who the person is. Um, but it is a safety um, mechanism and we do need to do it to make sure that we do. Sometimes familiarity breeds contempt and you do make a mistake because you think you know the patients too well. So it is a bit of a tension between being safe and being providing the best patient experience and knowing our patients well. To address some of those concerns, you trialled facial recognition technology with your radio-oncology patients. Uh, What technology was used in in that trial and how was it used? Yep. We were lucky enough, we were working with um, a company that um, was also thinking in that space um, with um, Gabriel Cares. And so we were able to borrow some technology from them and try two different types of technology. We trialled facial recognition technology where we enrolled the patient's um, and then as they arrived each time after that into the, clin- into the clinic and into the waiting area for their treatment, the, their, facial, their faces were recognised by a camera and they came up using some really sophisticated software so that the, the staff at the desks were able to get the name, date of birth and address of the person um, and welcome the person by name as they came into the waiting area and then the treatment area. We also trialled while we had some technology while we borrowed the technology. We trialled using swipe cards for patients, like patient ID cards. So we created cards that put their faces on the card, um, and it had a uh, not a barcode, a IQ code, a Q code, so that when the patients arrived, they could swipe it on an iPad um, and actually confirm their details as they arrived at the clinic and then arrived in the treatment area. So we we tried two different ways of seeing how patients enjoyed the experience of doing those those different ways of arriving. Were those technologies reliable for patient identification? Um, yes. The, um, the swipe card was 100% reliable because patients actually stopped and confirmed themselves. Um, 
saying that if I had your card and I agreed that I was you, I could still have um, I could still say yes, I was you, even though I wasn't. Um, but seeing these patients are going to have a dose of radiation given to them. Most of them, nobody would do that by mistake. Um, and the the facial recognition technology that was it wasn't inaccurate, but we were learning as we were setting it up how to get the lighting and the settings accurate. So it didn't give us, it didn't tell us that somebody was somebody else. But there was one instance out of the 30 patients that we had where it wasn't set, it wasn't able to say that is definitely Fran Brockus. So mm -hmm. it just says I'm not able to confirm in this instance. In which case we went back to the three normal identifiers and asking the question. We did learn if we changed the lighting so that the, the view, picture of the patient as they walked into the rating room was clearer, we would then get 100% compliance. You said patients were surprised you weren't already using technology like this in the identification process. Was that a surprising finding? And, and what else did patients have to say about being identified yeah. through, through these types of technology? Um, before we started the, the trialling the two different interventions, we asked the patients how did they feel about, just to confirm for ourselves whether they minded having to give their, their details each time and whether they would be willing to try technology. And that's where we found out that their comments were, well, I can't believe you don't do this already. Um, but in health, we're fairly, our IT systems aren't always as sophisticated as banks or security firms or, you know, when you go through um, passport checks at airports. So we we rely a lot on people doing things manually. So yes, patients were surprised and um, it was just good to hear them say that because we often think that's the case, but we're actually able to confirm that in our interviews. Um, the patients loved the facial recognition technology. Um, they just thought it was wonderful that people knew who they were. They didn't have to keep saying the same repetitious details over and over again. Um, because we did that first, we're not sure whether they weren't quite as enamored with the swipe card because it seemed like going backwards after they'd had the whiz-bang facial recognition technology. But we did find that patients where English isn't their first language actually really loved the ID cards because they, could, they were in control of their own arrival at the clinic and their own identification instead of having to rely on somebody else. And I think they felt more in control of it than just the facial recognition technology that happened around them without them being aware that it was happening. And how did staff feel about the, the intervention before and, and also after first it was first used? The staff, um, we, we picked this area to work in because the staff here are very conscientious about patient identification. So we knew they would give us their... Um, we weren't putting any patients at risk and they gave us really good feedback. Um, they... They were very willing because they did the new technology as well as doing their regular checks to make sure that we had absolutely safety for the patients during the, the two weeks that we did these trials. Um, they were delighted. The receptionist said there was a couple of patients that had just started the week that we, that we were doing the trial. And so they're there for five weeks, but in the first couple of weeks, it takes a little while to get to, to be able to recognise them when they come up to the desk. On day two, she was able to recognise these patients and they loved it because they felt welcomed and she loved it because she felt like a star because she could actually recognise the patients. Um, the staff, these, these staff work with technology. That's what they do for their business. And they were very um, open and willing to accommodate the technology and found that it was very useful. So it was quite a good outcome from all around. 
One of the concerns raised during the Q&A segment following your presentation at the Digital Health Summit surrounded patient confidentiality. Uh, how do you ensure that that's not a concern for patients or, or their families? Yeah, there was a question around um, us collecting photos of patients um, for the for the um, in the enrolment process. We already part of the um, process that the the technology in radiation oncology uses already collects a photo so these patients already know that they already um, are aware that their photo is going to be taken um, and we have security steps in place to make sure that we only use the photos for the right things they're stored in the right way and there's security around who can access them for the trial we did actually put them onto some software that we borrowed and we deleted all of those when we'd finished off the software that we'd used privacy in hospitals is fairly well um, managed because we know many private things about people that we're used to keeping confidential. The trial ran for two weeks. Will you use the technology in the future in the in the hospital? Yep. Um, we'd like to, and we did a very small scale trial just to see whether it was acceptable to patients. We'd now like to look at doing a trial over several sites to see if we can replicate the results that we got. We've also been talking about other sites across the hospital where patients don't wear armbands and we do need to, to find different ways of doing the three IDs. There's um, patients who come to patients in the mental health area um, ward that we have don't wear armbands so whether we could use some technology for in that, that area. Um, there's patients who come to rehab all the time. So there's many areas across the organisation which would be grateful for a standard way of doing their identification. So we're just going to explore with those people whether we might trial it there with them next. What would you suggest to other healthcare providers who, who might be interested in trialling similar technology in their hospital? Um, I would say give it a go. Um, it was quite. There's quite a lot of... We did a lit review before we started and there's a lot of literature out there um, supporting it. There's a lot of literature also from the, um, the National Health and Safety and Quality Council on using technology to help make things safer. Um, we seem to think that people are infallible and um, systems make mistakes, but in actual fact often um, people make mistakes and systems and processes can actually help safeguard us against those so it's it's quite a safe thing to do um, it does mean that the enrolment process has to be really um, well organized and safe because you're relying on the data that you get at enrollment um, having said that it's probably not much different when you do it manually <laughs> um, from the enrollment process um, still needs to be you need to get your facts right and concentrate on that um, we were delighted with the experience for patients and if we can keep patient, patients safe and give them a good experience, then I think it's worth something, it's worth everybody having a look at it. Thank you for your time, Fran. You're welcome, Dallas. Thank you.